This episode is brought to you by Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran-owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered 22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Katie Trainer, traveling educational muralist and all-around random art creative person of whateverness. Katie, welcome to episode 39 of the American Grown Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks for finally getting here. I mean, I, I feel like I've been trying to... Like a year? A, yeah. I feel bad about that. No, no, it's not you. It's, it's, it's You're very busy. You're all over the place. I mean, I feel like you've... Scatterbrained and scattered physically. Yeah, but that's how the best <laughs> creatives are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was going to just say, I feel like you, you have covered all of Pennsylvania, really. Like, I feel like you're... Oh, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. You should have a map and all the counties and you have murals in each one. That'd be kind of cool. I, I can do that for you. Some of the topics we want to talk about include your 100 plus murals, nature as an inspiration for your art, and then educating the next generation of how important art is. So it is a small world here in Lebanon, and I like how you put that in the form, Lebanon. Uh, <laughs> I actually graduated with your sister, Chrissy Trainer, back in 2011 from Cedar Crest High School. Just a little bit ago, right? Oh, yeah, just a little bit ago. Feels like just yesterday, but I guess it's been a couple of years now. Um, <laughs> and I think you also have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Nick. Nick. Okay. He did track and field. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. He was the mascot. So um, I, I remember seeing him around. Good guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Married a good girl. Has two pretty cute little babes. What? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. Is he married? Oh, Nick. Hey, shout out. Congrats, man. That's awesome. I mean, I haven't seen him in years, but good for him. Mm-hmm. Like, where'd you grow up? Born and raised? Let's Let's get that filled in a while. Oh, born and raised in Lepnan, PA. And <laughs> I went to Cedar Crest. My whole family's from this area. So I traveled the country and uh, inevitably came back and um, ended up being here for a couple of years now. It's like, what, five years? Back in the region, like the Pennsylvania, central PA region, but um, spending a lot more time in Lebanon in the last year. Yeah, now I'm officially like back back here. Yeah. Yeah. So are you a Cedar Crest alum or mm-hmm. Lebanon? Or? Yep. Okay. Well, let me say this. In high school, I'm assuming you were in all the arts, music, theater. Oh, I was like the weird skateboard magician, like the weird okay. nerd that didn't really associate with school because I didn't understand that it was supposed to help me be a better person or something. I don't know. I yeah. was like anti, like anti-school. I was also not that great at it, sort of. But I did all the art stuff, yes. Yeah. Always did. After high school, what was your plan for after high school? Uh, I went to Hack. Thank, thank goodness Hack exists in Lebanon because that like, lifted me out of some other realm I would, would have been in otherwise. Uh, then I ended up taking all the different classes I could in anything. And I, I took like welding, um, which was offered through Hack. I took like okay. sculpture offered, offered through Hack and uh, metal sculpture. Yeah, it was like this assembly class and um, ended up like meeting a really good friend that's a landscaper that I started working for. And then like 
Yeah, so then I went to all the hacks. I went to the Harris, not I went to Harrisburg and Lancaster just to try out the different stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I, I think hack is like a hidden gem. It's 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 underrated, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't know what you want to do after high school, you can get a taste of so much. You mm-hmm. you can experience so much there and save a boatload of money, really. Yes. You know, yeah. like I, I had a professor yeah. that was like, "This is the exact same class I teach at Millersville, but you're getting it for like." <laughs> two thousand five hundred dollars yeah, yeah. It's like this is the same class i teach i'm not changing anything right and exactly I was like, okay well cool so if you're yeah if you're a high school student out there and you don't know what you want to do or you're creative but you don't have an outlet why not go to hack save some money and and try some different things yeah yeah that's a plug for hack there if anyone's listening <laughs> out there <laughs> i mean i'm a, i'm a i vouch for them completely like, yeah t- totally changed my world that's yeah. i mean i got my associate's degree there for for business um the listeners some of them know i, I went to kutztown because I want to be a graphic artist here at Color Tech. We do printing and everything. So I thought, oh, I'll be a designer, pre-press operator, this and that. And um, yeah, I quickly learned I can't draw. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just, it was not for me. So I moved into sales and, and went from there. But this is a good time because one of the prompts on the form to be a guest on the podcast is what are you most knowledgeable about? And what you said, if it's all right, I'm going to read it word for word because I really liked it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said, I'm a professional. I figure it out and master it until I find the next thing to be obsessed with kind of person. So I know stuff. But once I find a new challenge, I just dive right in full heartedly. And that kind of reminds me of, like you're saying with hack, it's like you're a jack of all trades kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Would you say that kind of like describes your, your art and what you do? Yeah. And like uh, hack gives you the opportunity to figure out lots of little weird. I took mythology. They have mythology like, there? They did at the time. Okay. Yeah. So what, what like... Greek mythology? Yeah, yeah. Like... It was like a dive into like mythology and like the theories behind it. And um, you had a lot of, that was like a reading class though. Ooh. So it was hard for me, but yeah, I'm it's not... funny to think that mythology was hard, Yeah, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your favorite? Would you say your, your favorite class there? Oh man, at the Lebanon one. I loved the creative writing classes. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, that ties in I, with... I, I lie. Yoga. They have yoga I learned, too? I learned yoga. My yoga teacher, she was uh, 65 and we were like, oh, happy birthday, thinking she was like 50. She told us she was like 65 and all of us were floored. Whoa. And, like, and then I like really took yoga serious. Okay. Yeah. So yoga is like the, the holy grail. It makes you younger. Would you uh, say? Well, it, it, it puts you in tune with yourself and makes you learn to breathe and learn to relax a little differently. Yeah. I actually need to dive back into it. I'm a little anxious as a human right now. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we all are just the the way the world is and and a lot of ups and downs and uncertainties, but yeah, if you can find balance in life, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yoga's yoga helps with that. Your first job out of high school, what was it? I worked for my family's restaurant was my first thing. And so Okay, what's uh, that? Quickly quickly learned a Trainers Midway Diner. It's okay. out on 78. It's like um, midway between like Harrisburg and New York, sort of like sort of midway, but it's called Midway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, quickly learned I'm really bad at multitasking. Definitely, definitely not a good waitress. Yeah. Definitely not good at short order cooking. I could make like those big, like 12 gallon soups really well. I was really good at like, um, and then I did like some, I started like evolving into like entertainment and took over like the banquet room. I like, yeah. So I, tr- I started taking the banquet space and turning it into like an event space and trying to like oh, curate cool. car shows and like music events and started trying to facilitate things. And some of them were flops. Some of them were interesting. At least people tried stuff and like showed up for the first time. But yeah, I tried, I tried a bunch of weird stuff there. I had no clue that your family business had a diner. 
Yeah, it's a diner, and the the banquet room is what I was really trying to like push. Yeah, because yeah. you get the big parties, you get the big people, lots of people taking space. photos and advertising. Yeah, and all that. So, so that was kind of first job out of high school, mm-hmm. and I saw you brought cards, which I think ties in with this. You're, <laughs> I was at a magic show there a yeah, couple times. Yeah, I was gonna say you were a traveling <laughs> magician, and yeah. you even wrote a book about it. What are the chances? Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I, I, um, I was a magician. I, so I was first a, a nerd and then a secondly became a magician out of like all the extra time I had and yeah. then brought some magic tricks in and me and my friends like competed. Like Chris Angel just came out and all of us oh, became, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we all went crazy. Oh, I love like, that we guy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, started like competing sort of, and then we'd film each other and like go out in the town and. We were just like total little dorks. And then it started like leveling up a little bit. Then we started okay. getting shows. And then like I started booking like uh, like gigs at the Renaissance Fair. I got some like professional training from there. And then uh, that's where I got my stage training. And then was um, take. Then I took that on my own and like started doing my own shows. And then eventually I was just like, I tried to move to Erie and that didn't work. And then I just like hit the streets and was like, I'm just going to travel. And that's where this book starts is like leaving Erie. Where are you at when you're learning the ways of, I was going to say the ways of the force, but the ways of the magicians, <laughs> the of the right? Force. Yeah. So- no, it is. They like, it's like a secret cult. Gotta like be part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I got, I got really into the handling. Like okay. some of my friends were really into buying gimmicks and uh, buying expensive props. And my whole thing was like, I want to not ever deal like that stuff. So I only, I only had to buy one like $40 coin before I realized I don't know where I put that for very long. Like it's like, <laughs> right. I'm stupid about objects and multitasking. And yeah. it's like, Oh, I put it in this pocket. And, da, 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 da. and now it's like, so yeah, no, I just use simple materials. And so that was a different strategy than they had. So I had a different method which is respected sort of, but also less visually appealing. Uh, and this was like before like YouTube became big where you could like find out how things were done. So now like you can just type in floating this or that. Like, yeah. And all the answers, yeah. all the answers to all <laughs> life's questions come up. All right. So learn the ways of the magician and you were going to move to Erie PA or were you already up in Erie? I moved to Erie. Yeah. So you moved to Erie mm-hmm. for a brief time. Why up there? It's freezing cold, isn't it? Like um, for most of the year? Yeah, my girlfriend at the time uh, wanted to live with her family because she never had. That makes so sense. we decided to move together and it was cold. It was, yeah. it was like every day a you had to move snow. your car from one side to the other. Cause like they had to snowplow that really? side and then the next day they snowplow that side. Yeah. So like you had to move your car. I mean, it's like walls yeah. of snow, right? It was walls of snow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. I just pictured like, um, like nobody moves to Erie in January. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that's so when you moved too. Why? Was it around why? January? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're back and <laughs> you brought your book. What are the chances? Tell us a little bit about that and um, give us like a brief synopsis of it. So I was really, really big into the law of attraction and how like um, you can think your way into certain circumstances. And I, I, I can't say that I fully believe everything's possible, but I believe a lot of stuff actually is. And like I just stumble my way into like certain circumstances and try to figure out how how things happen in relation to my timing in a certain location, in relation to my willingness to follow, like maybe I'm compelled to talk to somebody that's, and like for no reason. And then I find out it's this amazing opportunity that just continues having more and more and more and more, which is what's happening uh, coming up in Grantville in August, okay, which we'll yeah. talk about later. Yeah, that's that's exactly a great example of what happens in this book is like right place, right time, right moment, right, right mindset to like yeah. be able to allow um, for something cool to happen. Two things that I like really believe in, everything happens for a reason, whether mm-hmm. it's, it's good or bad, because you don't, you don't know in the moment, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. And then the book, the book was intended to 
be revolutionary at the time. And it was, it's like, yeah. it's on his 10 year anniversary of being written. So I took a very long time to finish it. Yeah. yeah it took a very long time. I started it in journals and okay. the goal of it was to inspire people to try to do something they never tried before or to try to see the world a little more open-minded, a little more, um, like friendly. Okay. Like the world is not, most of the time it's not as scary as, a lot of people are trained to think it is. And like people are pretty decent for the most part. I think so too. Yeah. yeah there, I mean, good. there's bad people, but if yeah. your mind, and this is like, it, I, I was very conscious about my writing about not being like just stupid willy nilly. Mm-hmm. It's about like going out and allowing yourself to be open to opportunities while also being safe and having like a safeguard. Even if I didn't have somebody that was meeting me, I would tell people I did. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Oh, you know? I understand. I love the soft touch and I'm being printing like that soft touch on the cover. So that automatically like, draws my attention and, and it feels good. And soon to be a number one best-selling author. I love it. I published it like that. I, I, it's a self-published, but I had a bunch okay. of people help edit it. See, that that's my second thing is that if you put something out into the universe, out into the world, I feel like it has a better chance of becoming a reality. What yeah, are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I kind of like really live, I try to live my life like that. I, um, I'm, I'm sort of in like a down, a down slope rising. Yeah. Uh, I broke my shoulder and really had a lot of pain. Hit like a very bad depression from the pain and never slept for like almost two years. It was so bad. And like they took the, the metal back out again. But yeah, so I'm coming out of like that negativity. So I'm trying to reprogram myself a little bit. Yeah. Sense. Like, yeah. If somebody wanted to purchase, where could they get it? Oh, it's on Amazon. Um, I'm actually going to be republishing it into three smaller chapters. Okay. So it is only going to be, if this is the unconventional first edition, All it right. will eventually soon be the conventional Convention. second edition. Okay. And it'll be three <laughs> different versions because there's three different chapter, like uh, segments of it. Magician, author, soon to be number one best-selling author, <laughs> and, you know, your mural. So to dive back in, you've been a professional traveling muralist since 2017 how did you get started into that like what was your if you remember back to the first project you did and then since then you've done like 106 or, or more yeah, yeah yeah so i actually um applied for a ted talk <laughs> called um I, I applied twice and i was denied twice but it was called from magic to murals the first time and then mm-hmm. the second time was how i went from a homeless magician to a an award-winning muralist in the year and so I was like just traveling the country like all over the place. And so like when you do magic, it's um, unless you're recording it and like making money off of like streaming video and stuff, um, it is my energy in exchange for your reaction. And hopefully you tip me something. Yeah. And it's like it's all just like energy exchange, money in return. And then I was set up in Nashville like on the street just like doing magic. And I saw the performers that were just like jamming out. There was a guy playing a styrofoam cup. And he would just really? fall, he would, he, yeah, he was like a trumpet. He okay. called him trumpet man. trumpet man. And he like poked a hole in it and he would just walk up to people and going like right behind them. <laughs> what? Yeah. He was like, uh, he would, and people would like turn around thinking a trumpet. And it was a guy with a cup. That's pretty good. And yeah. he'd like go like that and they'd, they'd like laugh and like, ha 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 ha. Like I can't believe it. And they'd have hand him money. And I'm like watching all this. And then this artist is next to me and he's just um, sitting there. So relaxed, chilling, drawing, just has like two portfolios next to him. People walk up to him, look through his stuff. He doesn't say much and hand him 20 bucks and they walk away with his print. And it happened again. And here I am like working so hard, yeah. like fighting the sounds and it's loud. And, and I was just like, I feel like I need to do something smarter. Like yeah. the street performing thing might not be my forever thing. So then I developed a, 
what I called theoretical science meets art. And then I made prints and then I would set up on the streets when I came back. Um, I ended up in Oregon and was there for like 11 months. And then in Oregon, all the way across. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So I I came back to PA, caught a ride with some friends that were moving to Seattle. We drove across the country and drove up the coast, stayed in Seattle for two months and then uh, just caught a ride with some band people and decided to stop in Oregon again and just got off and stayed there. And I fell in love with it. I was working on like eco eco village development stuff and like permaculture things and uh, rocket stoves and had like this really cool community. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I love where you're going, but let's back. So, what is it? What is a what is a rocket stove and an eco society or culture? What? Like an eco village. I, I visited a whole bunch of them out there. So I ended up staying at two different houses while I was there. It okay. was uh, a lady who had this whole giant garden, and I called her like my Oregon mom. Okay. And so yeah. she had this huge garden with chickens, and like I could come and go. And oh, so um, very like self sufficient. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she had like. Um, some other properties in town and stuff, but she was pretty awesome. And she took me like hiking with her, all these places and like connected me to all, she was in the theater. So the way I met all these people was, uh, we stopped in town for like half an hour. I pulled the local pamphlet. So there was a theater group meeting at, 6 30 on a thursday night every week and it was like thursday at six and i was like guys we're going to this theater group <laughs> yeah we showed up at this group and they made us get on stage <laughs> like we told our story about crossing the country and stuff um yeah and, and then that was the people I, re- I reached out to when i came back and they were like oh yeah come stay with us and they just so happened to have somebody that just published their book was having this party at this like big open barn party and it was this whole magical experience and i just decided i was like Hey, I don't even know the name of the band anymore. I was like, "Hey band, I'm not going with you." Like they were going to they were heading into the desert, hitting like a couple spots down the coast and then going into the desert. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to just stay in Oregon." And I'm so glad I did. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a wild time. And, like, and then from there I connected through like different group meetings to a guy that was doing uh eco village development. And so he was building like he called it an ICO, an ICO, and it was like this icosahedron type of building that he created and it was supposed to be like collapse resistant and um the way that he had it wrapped it was supposed to be very very strong and it had all these shelves on it so it was like testing all this stuff and like growing all you could grow like 700 sprouts out of like this one little building yeah and it was super it was a super compact little thing and then he started making like rocket stoves which is basically like third world countries can't like they, they, they're suffering from smoke inhalation problems because they're trying to cook their food and they're using whatever scraps they can find. The heat only can get so high, so they have to keep throwing on whatever they have, which creates a lot of smoke. And smoke is simply a byproduct of improper fuel to gas ratio, F- like fuel being, oh no, a uh, fuel to air ratio. So um, the rocket stove, we were making J rockets and we were testing like the length of like the height with the width. And the sizes and wow. the insulation, you had to make like insulated like um, columns and the yeah. chimney had to be insulated. And then we were like building this thing that would put a pot on top and we got it to a thousand degrees. And so it was supposed to be like trying to figure out how to turn sticks into like fuel with like the littlest byproduct possible. And so, and then he was eventually working, I, I left before that, but he was working on like a incinerator for like human waste okay. eventually. He was like working on like trying to figure out how to fix these problems of like... Wow. Like there's a lot of problems with eco villages, and he was trying to figure out this stuff. So I was just like making these prototypes. That's so cool. Yeah. Like seriously, who'd, who'd have thought? You go out there. I wasn't there, super yeah. great at it. <laughs> it no? was like yeah, it was like concrete mixed with like um, the little white pieces. I forget what it's called. Per perlite, and then so that was like the insulative property, and yeah. then um, just like some wire wire mesh and stuff. 
uh, yeah, just trying different sizes of things and seeing hmm. what works and how it works. Interesting. And measuring things. And yeah, I'm not a scientist. I don't know if I have the patience for it. No, I don't I think I would it. either. I sort of yeah. tried it. He was yeah. a very, very official. What an experience. Holy cow. So, <laughs> all right. So now you're out in, you're out in Oregon. So what was the trip back then to, to like Lebanon? Let's kind of bring it back because I want to really then start to dive into more of the, the murals and everything else that you're doing and talk about your award. So you're out in Oregon. Was it another band heading back to PA? Like what was... No, I caught a flight. It's <laughs> much flight. easier. Much easier. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So just a regular yeah. American Airlines or whatever it was. Mm-hmm, back. For Christmas time. Okay. And uh, ended up getting really sick. And I was I was like like really sick and uh, sort of like I had mono again oh, wow. type of thing. Yeah. Like I definitely had mono as a kid, but like it was like so sick, but it was like over a month. I was like bedridden. And um, yeah, in the meantime, everything in Oregon kind of fell apart that I was doing. And so I kind of ended up going back out there in May to like clean up my stuff and like bring back with me what I wanted. But uh, yeah, I ended up setting up at like the West Reading Farmers Market, the Lancaster Farmers Market, Harrisburg. Okay. Um, just going around doing magic tricks with my artwork next to me, and that's the time like that when I was sick is when I developed the theoretical science meets art series. So it served its purpose, even though it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, and then from there, that's where I kind of merged the two. And then West Reading is where I got the offer to do a mural for the first time. Wow. Okay. So West Reading and. Don't give up on the TED Talks because I would definitely <laughs> listen to that. And I feel like your titles or what you're going for is, I think, awesome. Throw it out there. I, mean, I might have needed a couple more accolades. Yeah, yeah. Which you, which you, yeah, you got some now. So I feel like you're going to be on a TED Talk. I, I, I'd hope for it. I feel like it's going to happen. So now, all right. So West Reading, first mural. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, so I had uh, the piece that caught the guy's attention. It was a spiral, like the Fibonacci spiral mixed with a seashell. It was like Fibonacci shell. And that's what I called it. And he's like, I like this piece. Would you make a mural out of it? And I thought he was like a homeless dude. I was so used to like traveling. I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever, heckler. Like, <laughs> right. he, th- he comes back and throws a magazine down. He's on the cover. And I'm like, yo, Whoa. what? And yeah. he's developing a mural corridor. And so okay. he gives me his card. And I was just like, Dush. like, everything was like, oh, man, this is like real. Legit. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's like, if you can make it better, I'll, you know, I'll pay you to do, to do a mural. And so I like research and research, research. I decided to make it like art throughout history and the circles around the seashell. And then that was what I painted. And that's what started everything. He connected, he connected me to uh, Mike Miller. Mike Miller does like all the murals in West Reading for the most part. And um, he ran a mural program out of the school district. And uh, then Dean Rohrbach is his name. Uh, he had connected me with the Philly Mural Program people. And then that's how I learned like the proper prep, the proper way to do things, the proper way to like I was just gonna ask get the how, right materials, uh, yeah, like yeah. How, how to use the parachute cloth. That's what some, mater- some of the materials are like. It's called parachute. It's not parachute. It's just like a polyester fabric woven and then you paint on it and then you mount it later. How to do that properly? It's like you use like Masonic tool, uh, mas- masonry tools, Masonic tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to like you said to Mike and uh, the other gentleman's name, Dean. Dean. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Dean, Dean passed away, unfortunately, but his uh, legacy lives on. There we go. Exactly. So mm-hmm. now, if somebody, what's the street that your first mural? Cherry Street Mural Corridor. Okay. That's what it's called. Gotcha. Over the years, I mean, you've done so many. Some of your clients, you've done work with Hidden Still, Snitz Creek, um, William Penn here in town, mm-hmm. which I love. Your St. Patrick's Day that you do there. Oh, yeah, they want me to change it soon. I forgot. So. Oh, okay. But, you're reminding me. <laughs> but it looks awesome, though. Yeah. The other one I, I looked up, uh, the Philadelphia Zoo. Mm-hmm. You've done all these murals, but do you have like a favorite? Oh, I'd say it's, um, so I consider the Philly Zoo and the Lancaster Science Factory to be like 
sort of like sister murals. And so it's nature-based. It's all how the water affects, um, like the water from the city affects the environment around it. It's like all the native species that would be part of the ecosystem there. And so um, the Philly one is like Philadelphia-based species. And then the Lancaster one is Lancaster to, so it's Conestoga Creek to the, um, oh my gosh, not Swatera. Conestoga Creek to the Susquehanna to then the Chesapeake Bay. And that's 100 feet long. The Philadelphia one is 50 feet long. How long did it take, roughly? Uh, yeah, that one took, uh, I mean, we started it two years prior, and that was design, and then COVID happened, and stuff got shut down. And then uh, it finally started. It took me about two months to paint, but I did leave and go to um, a school to teach during that time for two weeks. Oh, wow. So, so, so I came back to it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, so roughly like two, three months maybe for the, the Philly mm-hmm. one. And that was, a what did you say, a 50-foot wall? Oh, the Philly one was about two months, yep. But it was hot. I had to lug all my gear. Yeah, what it was do you like, take? So it what, was like way too hot yeah, for that project. What's the gear for uh, a mural artist, a traveling mural artist? Like, what do you bring with you? Um, if you're, you're if you were to be me, you would bring way too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm like, well, what if I need like this or that? Um, so yeah, I I always take like my, I use uh, thick body UV resistant mural paint. Um, and then I use typically like uh, a primer that would be like a high quality type of primer and then I would use a, um, a latex white that would be my, my mixing agent to get different uh, tones and layers and stuff brushes lots of different types of brushes uh, big buckets I can never have enough buckets whenever I think I have enough buckets I still need another one you have to transport your wet if you don't have anywhere to wash your stuff you gotta take it home with you you know oh like, yeah yeah so yeah. it's like I'm always carrying around dirty brushes oh, right right <laughs> And then, so you have these buckets filled with water, you have filled with paint, yeah. All sorts of stuff. And um, Do you use rollers at all to put the paint on? um, Just mostly for primer. Maybe if I'm doing like a background, like like a grassy layer, I'll build it up a little bit. But mostly, I have my sketches up on the primer, so I don't want to cover them up too much. Like I'll use like charcoal or Sharpie or, um, depending on what the project is, uh, or pencil or chalk. Okay, so first, first you have to draw this all out before you can even paint it. Yes, yeah. Wow, so you prime the wall or whatever you're going to be painting, the metal, the the brick, and then charcoal, like you said, or Sharpie, sketch it out. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and paint, and then you fine-tune that. Mm-hmm. What a process. So to prime a wall, and I'm sorry if I'm like diving so deep into it, but I just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then to do the sketches... That probably takes days, right? You're not doing oh, yeah. that in a couple the, hours. Yeah. The the prep for these projects takes me. I, I like don't sleep sometimes. Like I'm just like completely like in the zone. Like I need yeah. like until I start until I like get a grasp on it mentally. I I just I I'm the project. Until it consumes I, you. Yeah, you yeah, and like yeah. most of these projects take a while. Like I've been talking about this one coming up in Perry County for like the last four months. I just slapped together design for them. It's not going to look like that, but like it exists. Like the concept sort of there, but I have to do like, like way more research on it. And then I'll be going up there and working with the students in September. But um, yeah, a lot of projects take like a couple of months in, in advance okay. yeah. to like prep mentally. Just and, to plan it. Well, and, and it's not on my part. It's like a lot of people need permissions too. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You can't just all of a sudden show up and start priming and sketching yeah. <laughs> on someone's wall. You know, they're like, what I mean, sometimes you, you can. Sometimes you can. Yeah. If they want it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if right. you're allowed to do it. Yeah, if you have permission. Right, right. You're not just sneaking in at night. Is there a piece that you did that's been like the most challenging for you? Oh, uh, everything I do is challenging. Like, I feel like I yeah. challenge myself way more than I need to. Okay. I'm always like, like ah, that's not, ah, that's not, ah, da, da. It, nothing is exactly like you think it's going to be all the time. And it's like just sl- slight variations. Like, oh, maybe I could like fix that a little bit. 
So I think, I guess, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I just wanted In to general, ask. In general, just ishness. Yeah. I imagine, like you said, everything you do has different challenges, different uh, obstacles to overcome. Mm-hmm. Definitely the design part is my hardest part. The planning, the layout of the yeah. piece. I, I believe it because because there's like a best way it can look and what is that best way yeah can i figure it out that's the most crucial too because once you have it figured out and you sketch it up there's kind of like no going back i mean i've done that before where i didn't like the way something was and just kind of whitewashed it and did it over again yeah yeah like or like maybe adjusted it slightly bigger like yeah i mean i, I work in layers that's the benefit of acrylic you know you can work yeah. you can build it up and build up your tones and stuff so I have changed things completely a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you've worked with over 5,500 students since 2017. Tell us what that experience has been like. Uh, yeah, all different ages, um, all different types of schools, like uh, inner cities, like countrysides, like elementary, like kindergarten sometimes, yeah. a couple kindergartners, um, middle high schools, and then some different uh, adult programs I've done. Um, one of the recent ones was at the Department of Labor in downtown Harrisburg. And so that was like with 200 adults, which I, I didn't, I just kind of like provided the space for them and then guided them a little bit. Okay. Like I had it prepped for them to like just show up and do stuff more than like training them to do anything. So some of them are more hands-on than others, but like I have been personally active with 5,500 students plus. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, that's making a big impact too, mm-hmm. you know, and bringing the arts, maybe reviving them, you know? Yeah. I mean, the more people that are involved in it, even if people see it happening, it's like uh, ownership. You have the ownership of that space now. And when there's ownership of a space, people take care of it. People watch it. That's a good it. point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's like a wayfinding system then too. Like people make it a landmark rather than like a blank wall that maybe you could have a drug deal happening behind yeah, it's right. like now it's like that is the wall that people look at yeah like nobody's doing weird stuff in front of it probably and, and i feel like exactly and i feel like it, it it boosts like i don't know if it's morale but it boosts the city i feel like or the county or you know even the state because right you, people take pride in it you know what mm-hmm. i mean it, it goes from it could be a rundown drug house and now all of a sudden you know it has this beautiful mural and you want to take like you said you want to take care of it yeah you know you're proud of it almost yeah, I, I, yeah, I was told that uh, when I was being trained in real, more so revitalization stuff, um, that it is a catalyst for change. Like, Ooh, like yeah. murals are a very visual, in-your-face way to change the f- way people feel about something. It's not that expensive. Like you can very well put, slap yeah. some paint up and make people feel differently about a space. Let's talk about some of the awards, the nominations, like... What this, you have this here. This desk is covered. Yes, this desk is covered. <laughs> I was like trying to explain it in this article. I mean, this uh, prompt you sent me in. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to bring him in because. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you did. And I'll take a photo. It'll be on Facebook and Instagram, American Grown Podcast. But I mean, you have one here from, yeah, the mayor, Sherry Capello. You have from. Uh, senators. Senators, the governor. <laughs> it's pretty neat. That's the Commission for Women. Yeah. Um, this is Congress. Wow. One from Congress. And I love how the printer in me, like I was saying earlier, the gold foil stamping, Lebanon oh. County Women's Hall of Fame. Yeah. Fun little stuff. Senate Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I'll just bring him in. The most recent one, I think, was from Governor uh, Shapiro. Where is he at? Is this it? Yeah. Is that it, the one? Yeah. This was uh, the Women's Hall of Fame in Lebanon, PA, had recognized me last year and i didn't know i was nominated okay. this year and then they were like hey you won and i'm like i'm sorry what like yeah. i read this email and i'm like wait i won i didn't even know i was nominated you didn't even know you're nominated no do you know I, who I, no- I, like who nominated you just yeah, yeah um 
I mean, it, I guess the nomination lasts from one year to the next. I've never had somebody come in with all these awards and, and accolades. And well, they're all they're all part of the same award, so it just is like pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Yeah. So you've done hundred plus murals. How do you view and incorporate nature into your art and your creative process? I like to involve nature in any way that I can, like whether it's being like, so I used to be really heavy into like the sacred geometry type stuff, like how to infuse like mathematical, like potential mathematical fractals and stuff into merging with nature forms. But now I'm mostly just like, no, let's just make it like beautiful local plants that people recognize and local species that people recognize. And I started realizing that people's favorite murals that I did were the ones with the animals. I was like, oh, I just need to make sure I keep adding animals. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone that's, loves that's the animals. The key. And like yeah. the favorite part of like the one that's in the Department of Labor is the cow. Really? Like, everyone loves the cow. <laughs> yeah. That was the last part I added when I realized that people liked animals. I don't know, like duh. It just <laughs> makes sense. Something cute, you yeah. know, like like a cat or a puppy dog or a cow in this case. Yeah. Yeah. People relate to animals and animals relate to nature. That's a perfect tie in. What would you say motivates you to be the best version of yourself? Hmm. What motivates me? I guess nature is the thing that to motivate me the most. Um, especially water. I love being, being around anything water. I spent some time like traveling to the Keys a couple times and did some like boat bottom cleaning and like oh, wow. I rented like the wetsuit and went down there for a couple hours and it's like the hardest I've ever worked. But like fish surround you and like the water was so clear that you could see everything and it's like pretty disgusting. Okay, so take us through boat bottom cleaning what do you got to do you got your wetsuit on you're down in the water you have to like make sure that the shrimp don't get in your ears and stuff so you have to like wear like the ear thing and there's like i think it's krill it's not shrimp and um yeah you go you jump in the water and you have your scraper and you have to go under the boat and just scrape the whole entire bottom of the boat then my friend um he moved up to maine since then but he he had like the ventilator mask okay so i mean i had like the respirator i guess or it's sort of like like scuba diving, but not. I'm picturing the. It's like a bubbler. Get, it's I was like, gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna get, get like nerdy. Really work to like, like the Star Wars where they put the, <laughs> um, what is it, Episode One with Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan Kenobi, and they put the breather on. But anyway, because they're going to uh, down to like Naboo to visit the Gungans. Anyway, that's real nerdy. But uh, so you're scraping off barnacles and things like that. <laughs> yeah, like anything oh, wow. on the bottom of the boat, they don't want it there. Anything that's on the bottom of the boat is drag. So okay. your fuel efficiency is less. And so you got to get a clean boat bottom. Otherwise, you're just like wasting money. Um, yeah. So then you just like down there with the snorkeler. And like my friend was like, right. He had the weighted belt. I didn't have the weighted belt. So he down. was like way down. I mean, he would do like the bottom stuff. And I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. full body motions. Like it's definitely the hardest I've ever worked. But it's very rewarding and pays pretty decent. So definitely nature motivates you to be the best and put forth the best, I would say, art. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. What is your passion? Oh, I love everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love like basically anything that is um, of any type of interest at all. I'm kind of like, oh, I want to know more about that. Da, 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 da. Like, let me see what what that means and let me try it. Oh, I'm bad at it. No, I'm going to really be obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, so then you double down on it. Yeah. You're like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So then I started, like, I, I joined the circus in Lancaster before. It's not, it's not there anymore, but I was like in the circus. I did try to do the juggling thing and wasn't yeah. very good at that. Perfect. Cause that ties into the items that you brought, you know, you have your book, you have all your awards, but then you also brought a paintbrush and, and the cards, which ties into the magic. Tell us about those two items. Cards, obviously magic. Like I used to have like really intricate, intricate tricks. And like when you're traveling, you just 
what can you buy on the street? Go to a CVS or go to a, a discount store and oh, buy yeah. cards. You can get them anywhere, <laughs> anywhere almost. Yeah. 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 So it started to revert back to just cards, coins, ropes, okay. just simple things. That, and so now basically that's all I do anymore. But like I used to have really complex tricks and I don't remember the handlings and I don't remember like the pattern. Like a lot of it's like the storytelling and I don't, there's a whole. I was going to say, can yeah. you do one now? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Could you? Could you do something? All right, hold on. <laughs> I'll try to get a, try to get a video. Oh, dude, can you do that again? <laughs> that sounds so cool. That's uh, ASMR, right? Or whatever that is. <laughs> so those are the cards being shuffled. Are you, would you like to shuffle them? Oh, I can try. I'm not a magician or poker dealer. Magician or poker dealer? Not, I'll do one of these where you just spread them all out on the table. Okay, so this it's a real deck of cards. I'm going to like do this because I see people half it or something. Okay, what's the goal? What are we going to do? All right, so you feel comfortable with this deck of cards? I do. Yep. Okay, so um, I guess at this point... Say stop anywhere that you'd like. I'll riffle through them, and you don't have to say stop right away. You can let it go a couple times if you okay. want. Stop. Right there. Are you sure? Yes. You positive? Yes. Should I take this card? Yeah. Okay, I take this card. Okay. Do you like it? What if I don't? Do you, you can take another one. Can I? Yeah. Is that going to mess it up? What if I don't like that one? Can I take, <laughs> can I take a third one? Or is that going to mess it I up? I thought you were going to put it back. Put it back. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'll put it back. Can I put them both back, though? I don't yes. like it either of them. Put them both back. Okay, I'm going to put them both back. I'm going to take one more. <laughs> okay, I like this one. I like this one. Okay. All right. I like this card. <laughs> Did the camera pick it up enough? Yep. yep. All right. So um, say stop, and I'll break it. Stop. Right there. Are you sure? Yep. Put it back. Put it back. Okay. Back on top. Oop. It's all good. Okay. Making messes. Shuffling Nothing the cards. Wrong with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we'll give it a little... Pick a number. One to three. 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 Okay. We'll do one, two, three. Whoa. Three times. One, two, three. And one, two, three. All right, so I guess we'll lay these out like that, and I'll just kind of go across them because I need you to put your hand out okay. and visualize your card on the tip of your fingertip and put your finger out. Okay, finger out. One finger out. Yep. One finger, yep. All right. All right. So now scan the deck and visualize it rising out. Okay. Mm, it's not rising. And this is all verbal. So this okay. is the second verbal magic trick I've ever done. Oh, okay. So, so I, I got to visualize it more? Yeah, visualize a little bit more. Okay, so I feel like this is a spot to break. It's not any... Of, actually, that jumped out too. We'll take those. Okay. It's not any of these is okay. what I feel. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to slide my finger again. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start over here. Yep. For the viewers, he's sliding his uh, finger across the deck and nothing is happening. So you're not missing anything. Right. Except for now, I just felt oh. like the six is the pivot point. Okay. It's none of these. All right, it's none six. of those. Am I correct so far? So far, or yes. Or am I correct in feeling... Oh, you're, you're, yes, the force is strong with you. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to kind of scatter them out face down this time. Okay. Oh, wow, you really shuffled them up. So, point to four of them. I'm going to say one, two, three, four. Okay, we'll pull the other ones away. Which which ones? One, two, three, and I think this one's four. So you get rid of these, okay? Well, now I'm really nervous because what if it's not one of these? I hope it is. I hope so too because I feel like <laughs> okay, it's been really cool. Okay, now pick two. So. We might switch it up this time. Pick, pick two. Okay, I'm going to pick this one and this one. Okay, so we're going to switch it up and get rid of those. Oh boy, okay. All right, now pick one. Pick one. And we might switch it up again. I'm going to say that one. Okay, so we're going to switch it and we're going to keep this one now. Okay. That means we're removing this one. Okay. Was it that one? No, it wasn't that one. Would you like to check it? Oh, I'd love to check it. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really nervous. Really? Okay. Please, please. Oh, no. Really? Really. That wasn't it? That wasn't oh, it. no. Oh, my goodness. Wait, let oh, me... man. Wait, what were those last two, though? You have to have it because... 
Oh, my goodness. That's why... That one. Jeez Louise. I was going to say, am I sitting on it? What if it came <laughs> out of my sock? Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Let's see. The real, the real trick comes here where I, I was acting like that. I didn't okay. know which card it was. Oh, snap. But the whole time, I knew which card it was, right? It's not behind my ear. Yeah. I checked. It's not... So it was this card, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the deck of hearts. See, I knew that because if you take it and you put it in the middle of the deck, you're not supposed to like do all that extra stuff. You're just supposed to go like that and snap and it comes back up to the top. That was the oh, whole thing. Oh, <laughs> so that was the whole thing whoa, the whole time. That was so cool. So, yeah. So this time, do you want to do it? This time? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, okay. So um, <laughs> here, this time I'll give you half the deck. You just made the card jump yeah. up. You put it in the middle. You take half the deck. Okay, I'm gonna hold it. You break this. it this time somewhere, and we'll put it right there. Okay. And you put that on top, and you snap and say to the top. To the top. Go ahead, check it out. Oh wait, you messed it up this time. That wasn't oh, me. You, okay, you I were did. holding <laughs> the deck. That was not my problem. Hold so, on. Wait, I gave you the bottom half. Oh, you made a jump over here. That's what happened. What? Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow, Katie, that was so cool. <laughs> you definitely put it in my hand, and I don't know how it went from here to there. Don't tell me, but please. So you have to mix some wind into it, and then yeah. you, you blow some wind into it, and you have to squeeze it with a little bit of pressure, and you squeeze it really tight. Like, you squeeze it really tight yeah. like that. You throw it in the air like this, Yeah. and you get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. Wow, I'm so and glad. it's not the next one either, just in case you were curious. It wasn't that, that one. That was awesome. I'm dead serious. That was yeah. so cool. It could be that one, though. You just snap and it's that one. <laughs> Magic. See, yeah. I love that. I don't do I anything that. but cards. And of course, I messed up the first one, but that's all good. Oh, that was so you cool. Know, that's how it goes. <laughs> what are you talking about? It played right through. I need like five different camera angles just to try to capture how you did that because I, I still feel like the card should be somewhere in here. For a second, they were all the Jack of Hearts. That's what it was. Yeah. That's I made the all of them trick. Jack of Hearts. Yep. Wow. So if the murals, I mean, if they were to not work out, which obviously you're killing it, the magic's still there. I mean, I, I, I got my, my nice moments with it. <laughs> it's a little, it's not yeah. my, it's not my destiny, I don't think. No. I, I, I yeah. want to merge it back with stuff again. Um, but as far as like doing it primarily, it's not my perfect place in the world. But it's good to still have that in your deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's segue over then to the paintbrush because I could watch you do magic tricks. Oh, this could have been your magic wand. I could have had you hold oh, this. And Abracadabra. What's the story no, of that? No, all my stuff looks like this. I just grabbed a brush. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. one of your... It's, it's just a brush. It's been around for a while. Yeah. This is like my favorite size brush because you can do a lot with that size. So it's just a good uh, all-around brush? Yes. Perfect. After that awesome magic trick, let's take a drink. Cheers. Drinking you have kitty yeah, cat. Pretty, pretty kitty, kitty. From Rusty Rail Brewery up in... Uh, Mifflinburg. Mifflinburg. There we go. So Rusty Rail, if you uh, want to sponsor the podcast, we're hey. always looking and I can serve your fantastic beverages to the guests. Just throwing it out there. Who knows? <laughs> so now how can our listeners connect with you, follow along, see your artwork, maybe see some magic tricks and things like that? Oh, the best way I could say is to just Google my name because there's articles, there's, I have like, I made music type. It's not like it was like my broken shoulder creative outlet was okay. making like digital music and then there's like all sorts of other random stuff but it'll like katie trainer murals if you type that in i probably will show up otherwise it's like katie trainer dot murals dot art or like just an arrangement of that i will show up before we close out is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners if you're trying to get involved with public art the first <laughs> thing to do would be to just reach out to somebody who does it and if they're nice and not too protective they will help you out and guide you somewhere and connect the dots for you. I'm going to wrap it up before you make a rabbit appear or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or, I brought one. <laughs> no, that would be insane. It comes out of your bag over there. It's actually a squirrel. 
I do love <laughs> rabbits. I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan. That's like, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Katie Trainer, traveling educational muralist on the American Grown podcast in the Color Tech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Cheers. Cheers. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.